Hey, what's going on? It is episode 204 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. So, I nobody has said anything yet, which surprises me that the theme song that's been going on forever has not really... I don't think I've played it at all this year so far. Um, mm. what, I'm, what I'm attempting to do is, uh, last year I was very big on... Uh, cross promoting, not because, not for any other reason than obviously I'm trying to promote the podcast, but I was uh, being supportive of other local businesses and, and and local entrepreneurs and whatnot in, in the community and trying to raise everybody up. So this year, not that I won't do that, but what I also wanted to do was focus a lot more on local musicians and Northwest Indiana, Chicagoland, and in between. So. What I did was, um, like last week, for for example, the outro song is an uh, Airstream Futures song. And so I got a hold of the Airstream Futures, and they, I was like, hey, I would like to put one of your songs um, on the end of our podcast as an outro. Pick whichever song you want, um, and uh, and I'll play it. And then I said, in addition to that, if I do play it, the only thing I ask of you is that you turn me on to another act so That's I could then good. you know, pay it forward. So they uh, they picked a song and then they turned me on to uh, Sincere Engineer, which is the song that you heard at the end of the last podcast. So two okay, podcasts right. ago was Airstream Futures, then Sincere Engineer, and I spoke to the uh, the good people over at Sincere Engineer, and they gave me a suggestion. So at the end of, of this podcast... You're going to hear their suggestion and look in the notes. Uh, you'll see who the like like always. Any music I play, it's in order of how I play it. Yeah. So if you ever want like hear a song in the background and you're not annoyed by it or whatever, just look and correspond with it'll it'll tell you who, it's like who the artist is. Like musical pay it absolutely. So and not only I'm not necessarily only paying it for these other acts are introducing me, you, and everybody to their favorite acts. Yeah. But I'm, you know, keeping it local, so I don't want somebody to be like, well, hey, you know, some major label band. So yeah. we're trying to keep it local and trying to spread the word. Because if, if you run out, I could just do my Creed Scott Stapp impersonation <laughs> no, at no, the end. Exactly. I'll just do it like, um, I'll I'll play and sing it. Okay, that sounds great. That's cool. What was the name of the band that had the the girl singer and the guy that alternated back and forth? Airstream Futures. That was. I'm sorry. That was the one you were. Yeah. That was two episodes. That was ago? two episodes. Okay. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that first one that you put out the most. So that's what you're going to hear from here forward. And I had asked people on the Facebook page, like, hey, throw me out some local bands. So when I get one of these bands who doesn't respond or doesn't like can't really make a decision, who they, then I'll, I'll take one from the Facebook page and, and we'll start that whole process Sounds over good. again. So what I'd like to eventually do is at the front of the show play one band and then at the, uh, at the back end of the show play a different band. Yeah, and just make Kojak the house band. They just well, play every I mean, episode. Uh, any, anybody, this will continue until somebody comes up with a theme song, and everybody everybody is welcome to uh, to throw their hat oh, in the Oh, for sure. No, I just want to hear more Kojak music, that's all. Well, go to Kojak's page then. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, you told me today when I was calling you getting ready to uh, find out uh, what the plan was for tonight, you were telling me that you were on the way back from Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts. Yeah. And I was so relieved. And I was like, I told my wife, I was like, you know, I don't, I know this is going to come across as offensive and, and whatever, but I replied to you like, dude, I'm, I'm so happy that, that I'm done with that and been done so with it nice for years. And my wife was so pissed because I probably talked about it back then when it happened. 
because she wanted my son to go on to boys cross the bridge into boy scouts where you like you make a commitment and you're like i've done cub scouts now i'm elevating from a cub scout right. to a boy scout and and i was like we're, we're taking a hard pass on that no it's a hard adolescent Dude. line to cross you go from the point where like it's not cool anymore right like when you're like a boy yeah. I know I went up to like Weeblos and after a while I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to like smoke cigarettes now. Or, well, you know what I mean? Well, but but like at fifth grade, I think is fifth or sixth grade is when you cross over to Boy Scouts. And okay. I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't necessarily like he, he wasn't saying it wasn't cool. I was telling him it's not cool. I was like, <laughs> dude, you don't want to do this. And he's like, well, you know, some of my friends. He's like, I'm learning considered. a lot of cool stuff. And then one of his friend's dads was also on my side. And he's like, don't do it. Don't like they really? were literally calling him like, come on, come up to the floor. Anybody who's going to going to make this decision right now. And we're like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Like it was that it was right really? down to the wire. You're like Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers. And he's like, idiots. Like, don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. What Without do you a doubt. Like, think about it hard. And, and, and I, this is, this is. My feeling is, is the Cub Scouts was so like hands off and I don't know how I wasn't a Cub Scout, but I remember wanting to be one cause you got a knife. And I remember, yeah. I think I told you, my dad was like, just have a knife. Like we just, we'll just cut right to the well, chase. That's what like, Dexter wants to stuff. shoot bows, bow and right. arrows and stuff, you but, know? But at Cub Scouts here, like we, we did bow and arrows and they didn't even have a, it was just a dowel rod with, with no tip on it. What? Like it was, everything was like super safe and there was, and some of the dads were like, I would like to teach like some trapping stuff and, and setting up like, you know, snares and, you know, fishing stuff. And, but everything was, was set up to where I hate to say this, but a lot of it was like incorporated moms and dads coming out for, for Cub okay. Scouts or sometimes dads were busy at work. So the mom would accompany the kid and, and yeah. it just seemed like, like very, I hate to say, I hate to say feminine, but it it wasn't. It wasn't so manly like I in my day. I remember that part of the Gillette commercial when they were like, when they were like, "Do better. Let your mom go to Boy Scouts with you, kids." Well, my dad uh, for baseball or whatever I did, my both my parents they would just drop you off and leave you with like whoever the the den leader is, pack mother, yeah. baseball coach. Yeah, but I'm nowadays, way more active. What I do is I show up and I take him there and I stay the whole time and I play on my phone. Well, that's that is still I'm, more active. I'm super at least. Involved, you know? But every now and then they'll they'll see you and be like, uh, uh, Ben, could you, you would you mind help? So I, I Marco Polo back and forth with people while <laughs> my kids try to do color guard. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'll let you we'll talk about it. But you were saying you were doing like the trial for the uh, Pinewood Derby. Yeah, apparently there's a bunch of rules. Dude, the Pinewood Derby is the biggest again it comes down to a competition between dads and it was and i thought it was so pathetic that not only did the dads build their kids cars but they're also they allowed in our cub scout group um they allowed they they set it up so the dads could also compete after there's like a dad circuit yes i don't know that there is one for ours or maybe that's like some secret squirrel stuff like they have that but there's a reason i don't know about it because I'm obviously not in that circle. Yeah. Um yeah, it it is it is this weird competition you could earn your whack buster patch. <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> Mark ass buster. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, you got to learn your your lame ass dad patch. So uh it is about whose dad can make the coolest car for them or mom. The patch is just a pair of new ba- white new balances <laughs> <laughs> mowing the lawn yeah. in new balances. <laughs> While they're drinking a Miller Lite. Um, so, but it's a competition of who could care less. Because, like, it's, I thought it was going to be, like, I was worried about the rules. Because it's got to it's gotta be under five ounces or whatever. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. And 
there's so many specs and I know mine didn't pass all these specs because first of all, I thought it was due like a month ago. So I called the wife and I was like, Hey, I was working a double. And I was like, listen, this Pinewood Derby needs to be done by tomorrow. And she's like, well, how do I put it together? I was like, I don't know. Just start slapping duct tape on it and put wheels on it and, and paint it and call it good. Yeah, well, the, the length, the height, the weight. Oh yeah. Be... Like the wheels have to be spaced. Mm-hmm. Ex- there's, there's, Oh my god, dude! I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there about YouTube. But so, anyways, there's all these specs, none of which I followed. So eventually, just put it together, and I thought I was gonna get there, and it was gonna be like, "Hey, listen, man, you're 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 point one gram over, and your wheel specs are off. And look, see how one of these wheels doesn't quite touch the ground. It's 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 not kosher, and it's like all these weird things. Well, it turns out none of the dads cared in, in our wow. pack. Well, there, there might be a couple. But I don't really talk to them. Right. They're kind of doing their own. Those are the ones that are having their own little, um, like an eyes wide shut. Like they're having their mm-hmm. own little weird party afterwards where they do pinewood derbies by themselves and they wear these weird masks and people are laying on couches, pelican masks, smoking so, opium. Right. <laughs> yeah, pelican <laughs> mask. It looks like like the like the worst Slipknot cover band ever. But we got <laughs> pinewood derbies. So me and like four or five of the other dads are like, I was like, hey, dude. Uh, is yours done? And he's like, hold on. Uh, I need a minute. We're finishing it right now. Like, the guy's at a table, like, banging. I was worried because yesterday we had to have it done because the thing was today. Not the, just the specs or right. whatever. Not the, the contest. is Saturday. Where you get to race it once? Yeah. What, during the contest? I guess. Well, it depends on, like, so if you win your heat, obviously, you'll move on to no, that. We're, not, there's win. so we're many. not winning any. Yeah, you won't. No. Here's, because the thing is, you have to put the wheels on. You go, You got one shot. Because it's otherwise you split the wood, or if the nail goes yeah. in a little crooked. Plus, you're supposed to take the nail out and and uh, you know uh, use sandpaper. Like there's like a powdered like, lubricant yeah. you put on. Yeah. They call it an axle. Mm-hmm. I'm looking in this it's a, box. It's a nail. For, yeah, <laughs> a I'm looking nail. in the box for parts, and it's like how to properly assemble the axle. I'm looking everywhere, and I'm like, I'm yelling at the wife. I'm going, Hey, where's the rest of the stuff? She's like, That's it. It's always in a box. I go, No, there, it comes with an axle, and there's like in the bottom of it, there's these two grooves. So I'm like, I have to put the axle in here and then attach the wheels. She's like, no. And eventually I started watching these YouTube videos and they're like, putting the axle here, you're going to want to get this alignment tool. And I was like, oh, nobody, nobody in this whole thing involved has, they all keep saying axle. Nobody has said, oh, by the way, by axle, we mean stupid, cheap, crappy nail. Right. Nobody said that. So well, it turns the out the axle is the nail and the nail You can the go to the hobby shop. And so you, what you did was that you... Your kids and Cub Scouts, they give your kid a box with the crappy wood block and, and all the parts that you How'd need, you know? minus minus the weights. So you've got to probably buy the weights at a store. Dude, I'm just going to tape pennies but, on it. But the the second year we did it, we went and, like, my kid's like, oh, let's buy, like, a custom block and, like, carve and, and do all this. And, and we went to, to uh, Ace Hardware, and they used a jigsaw and cut out a design for us. And, like, we, we went all out, and we it still sucked. And we lost immediately. And <laughs> you got fourth I, place, yeah, and you spent two weeks on it. But I put my heart and soul into this thing, and uh, my kid just sat there and was like, "I don't know how to do anything. I'm seven. Well, like, yeah, like, and that's, I, like, I can't use a nail and a hammer. It's not going to even go down the track. That's my other problem too. After this, what is essentially like a pickle with wobbly wheels goes down, he gets third place, and this is just for like pretend, like right. just to see how it goes. He gets third place, and he was kind of like a little bit bummed. He's like, oh, "I got third. He's like. He immediately started shitting on fourth place, which I thought was bad sportsmanship. He's like, well, I didn't get fourth. This kid got fourth. He's the worst. He's way worse than me. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your old Dale Earnhardt. So 
he got third, and then he's kind of like, yeah, but I was second to worst one. For just in just his heat, you know. Right. So I let him know. I said, look, there's a lot of kids that got fourth, so there's tons of losers besides you. Right. You're one of them, but <laughs> right. but there's tons of them besides you. He was bummed that he only got third, and so I go. I asked him, I go, so you got third, that, that kind of bums you out, huh? He's like, yeah. And I go, because you worked really hard on your on your Pinewood Derby kit, and that's why it bums you out? He's like, yeah. And I go, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you worked really hard on that car, and that's why you're bummed? He's like, yeah. And I like looked around, I'm like, who else is in the car? You're talking to me. And I go, no, you didn't. You didn't work real hard on it. Your fact, mom- you probably pushed him out of the way because you're like, going to fuck this up, so you, you, need, you need to bounce. Go I, watch. Go yeah. watch. I crookedly banged the axles in. Your right. mom painted bendy on it for you. I was like, you know, I wasn't trying to be a dick, but I was like, let's let's call a spade a spade here. You didn't give a shit about your Pinewood Derby car, and you still got third. If I was you, I'd say, it's a good thing I didn't get fourth because I put fourth place effort into this. <laughs> right. And, by the way, you're seven, so it's cool if you didn't want to put effort into it. Right. I get it. I, I, it almost would be weird if he was like, hey, Dad... Set your alarm clock early tomorrow so you can get up because we got to get some more of that powdered lubricant and start lubing those axles. You know what, you know what would have been great is if you would have told him, "Hey, unfortunately, um, if you don't, if you get less than third place during the time trials today, you don't even get to come back for Saturday. So let's do something cooler and just throw the car in the garbage on your way out." They're like, "Hey, if you don't get first tonight, um, turns out third place actually means we go to Twin Cade and I get drunk right. while you play pinball." Exactly. So could have worked uh, out for everybody. You know, I guess I feel like with anything. If you if you're planning if you plan out letting your kid down and you have something there it's almost like when Indiana Jones traded the the bag of dust for the uh, for the jewel and Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah the very so beginning so scene. like I do that to my kids all the time where I I know I'm about to take away something that they want to do that I don't want to do mm. but I put something that we can compromise on I'll give them maybe two I'll take you to dinner and lunch but I I won't say it's my fault they'll be like yeah you know. The Den Master, man, uh, you know, he ended up getting a drunken driving accident last night. He can't make, he, he broke the track. Yeah, he's in jail. But on the lighter side, I feel terrible about the whole thing, so I'll take you to a movie and eat at your favorite place. Rather That's than, the old bait and switch. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. You learn that when the kids are young, you learn to, and do, then that, I tell you them, like, to do that with toys. When you see Mr. Smith, like, don't point it out or tell anybody because it's embarrassing for his children. He feels really bad about the fact that, that we had to go get drunk. Right. And he doesn't want me to have to do that, but I'm going to do it for him. I'm going to do it for him. But, dude, it's – I like Cub Scouts. And I've told you before, like, I was I was, I was, was obviously raised going to church a lot. And so I'm always on a search to try to find that same sense of community. Some but, wholesome goodness. Some wholesome goodness. But I don't subscribe to that theology anymore. So I'm like, how can I find this community and the good qualities of it Without having to do the red guy with the horns and pitchfork. How do I get this without that? It's like I want to eat the cake, but I want it to have no calories. you know. And so I thought, well, Cub Scouts may be that way. And it kind of is. But, dude, they're trying to practice a color guard ceremony today. Oh, yeah. There's seven. Well, and that's the thing, too, is... Some of them are six. You'll always find that guy or that, that mom who is like super serious about the color guard thing and about carrying the flag yeah. and they get they get irritated like this is a flag and you will show respect to the flag it's like but it's like you yeah, do you do kind of need that too because they have to go like look this isn't just stupid it's it's a real thing but how about not using if it's that important not using the american flag using the boy scout flag so the stakes aren't so high where it's like you know what i mean yeah like, yeah if you drop the american flag like like people feel like you might as well be banished from the boy scouts right <laughs> no that's a good call because you you want to instill these these good habits in them however they want 
they're like, hey, there's there, look, there's a sense of start them early, start them early, make them salute, respect the flag, blah blah blah, stand at attention, start them early. But but nobody goes, hey, they're not good enough to do this standard right. you're talking about. So let's just really lower the standard. It's usually not my mantra, but I'm like, let's really lower it instead of watching them fail every right. single time and going like, oh, and, and you got to go like, hey, dude, my kid. They know they're not doing good and they know every parent is is watching how bad they're doing and everyone's bored and no one wants to be part of it. So. I, I don't know. You have to start somewhere. You do. So I get it. It's like my you brother do. who like his his son had his first birthday. He's like, I don't know why we're having this stupid party. He's not going to remember it. He's another. And I'm like, right. But like, this is just what you do. Like, it's for his mom and it's for the rest of the family. They want to celebrate. He's like, yes. I mean, what does he need? He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need toys. And I'm like, I know. But like the rest of the family just wants to celebrate it. And so he, it's like, he's not wrong, but you're missing the big picture. You, you ever wonder why nobody started a tradition of just saying, hey, for a first birthday, we're going to give you hand-me-down shit that we want to get out of our house for your kid. You know what I mean? Instead of buying a new gift, like, here's a toy my kid loved. It's yours now. <laughs> it's one less thing I have and yeah. one more thing you have. It's like marrying Boxing Day in Canada with a first birthday, which is a good idea. Yeah. But back to Boy Scouts. They're trying to do the color guard. My kid, obviously, along with the, a lot of the other kids, my kid was literally dancing and spinning in circles. And they're like, hey, stand at attention. Salute the flag. And they're not wrong because these are good things they're teaching them. But it's like it's like just banging your head against the wall. Like, no one realizes like you're trying to teach him a seven step color guard process. Meanwhile, he can't keep his hands out of his pants, picking his nose and spinning in circles. Maybe you should start lower, like like let's get him to not put his finger in his friend's ear and work our way up to salute. Yeah, like how about the kids learn to march and the parents do the flag holding? Yes, and, and that's then what I next mean. Next year, maybe you turn one flag over to the give kid. them a smaller thing, but <laughs> right. they're like, hey, by the time they're in fifth grade, they'll have this. And I'm like, if most you, of these if, kids have left by fifth. If grade. you wait till fourth or fifth grade and explain it to them, they'll be smart enough to understand it and they'll get it the first or second time. Right? They won't have to go like. But that's why I'm not a den a leader. They haven't asked me, and I'm guessing if any of them hear this, they won't. They'll continue uh, to. Not. They will. Eventually. That being said, your look, day will come. That being said, I haven't. I I know I make fun of it, but I have a shitload of respect for the people that. Oh, for sure. The people that wear the uniform and go and both dude, they moms deal with, and dads. They got to deal with my kid. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the kids, and they're trying to teach them 87 things in this little scout book, and the whole time my kid just wants to talk about Hello Neighbor. Like, it's difficult, you know what I mean? Well, and they're doing this out of the kindness of their heart, so I'm not shitting on them well, at, at all. I'm and just I, making fun of the, the process of trying to teach a seven-year-old to do anything besides eat boogers. Like, I was what I guess would be considered a helper dad, which meant that I had, like, no official you know, uh, capacity to, I, I didn't wear anything. I didn't wear the khaki shorts or a sash or anything. Well, like you didn't that. have to, but you did. No. And well, so yeah, I mean, you still do anyways. So, so, so I, uh, now. I, I was like the disciplinarian dad, like, uh, where I would get, the, I would be like, Hey guys, you need to, you know, quiet down, listen, mm. blah, blah, blah. And eventually I was just like, this is just, it's like, you know, pushing sand into the water. This is so stupid. You know like, what I, I am? Mean, I'm the narcissistic. I can explain it better than the back leader just explained. Like it. you get down on one knee and you start doing kid talk. Like, like you know, in in the office when, like, the guy comes in to explain about racial differences, and every time he explains it, Michael Scott walks up and goes, "He what he's trying to say right. is," and he yeah. explains it worse. That's what I do. Like the den leader will go. All right, kids, now you always want this American flag to be slightly askew and right hand of the Boy Scout flag, and it's got to be 10 steps, and I can tell the kids don't get any of it. So I walk up and I go, all right, 
you have to be in front of you. You have to be in front of this guy. And I just repeat it, and I know he doesn't, you know, I, well, for sure he didn't ask me to do it. <laughs> for sure. And I'm not a helper dad. I'm just there. Right. This is in between me, Marco Poloing. Mm-hmm. This is in between me sending DPs to people. Mm-hmm. I will stop, and I'll go, what he's trying to say is, what he's Wait failed to communicate with you. What, what what does what okay, if a man explains something after a woman does, they call that man explaining, mm-hmm. right? Like if a woman says something and the guy goes, What she's trying to say is Oh, this. that's what mansplaining is? Yeah, you know that? No, I thought mansplaining was a man explaining it in man terms, but I didn't know it meant like to be better than the woman that tried to explain it. I, I didn't I guess I didn't yeah, I, like it's like if a if a well, like a woman. I, I never try, actually listened to a woman talk. Like a woman tries to explain something and she's completely off. And it's like you really need the guy perspective because you. That's. It's like when somebody teaches you, like when you get to when you have a new job and the and the guy who's training you goes like, "Hey, this is the way that HR wants this done. This is the way that the bosses want this done. But this is the real way it goes down. So you know." If anybody asks you, I need to show you the right way, but this is the unofficial best way. Is it. it is the explanation of something by a man, typically to a woman. Okay, oh, here yeah, we go. So I'm right, you're wrong. Well, let me let me mansplain why. Well, I mean, let me mansplain why I'm right and you're wrong. It says explanation of something by a man, typically to a woman, in a manner regarded as condescending or patronizing. Well, first of all, that's I get just, we're both right. First of all, that's just how I talk. <laughs> uh a mansplaining of a man explains something to someone, typically a woman. I thought it was repeating what a woman said, but trying to one-up it, like saying mm. it better than they did. And it is not. But what it is is... Uh, so it's like, you're a woman, you don't get it. Let me mm. explain. But I think, I think... I like mine better. I think that there's some value to that. Just like a woman being like, you're not getting the subtle nuances. Like that's, I guess, the, the company line on that. But that's not the real reason this is going down. Yeah, I, boy, you know, it's really bad when you don't get, okay, this guy's like, I can explain that. Like when somebody says, let me, like a woman tells, you know, your wife tells your son, Hey, when you pee in the toilet, you don't just lift up the lid. You actually lift up the seat and then you pee with the seat lifted. So people don't sit on the pee. And then a guy comes in after and goes, yeah, we don't do that. We just pee right in the hole. And if we get a little pee on it, we're feeling like we're nice. We'll wipe the seat off, but n- nobody really lifts the actual seat up. <laughs> right? You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're yeah, like, "Wait, yeah. you don't?" And you're like, "No, we don't." <laughs> Sorry like, no. that you thought that. So you're explaining that that it, that is the way. That's why it's double hinge. So is that mansplaining? Yeah. It says a lot about me that I don't understand what it is. That means I probably do it a lot. Probably. So it's got to be two. And the fact that you like stood on Mount Pius about the whole thing. I did. Well, like you knew, but you didn't. Yeah, well, I was just anyway. wrong. I was wrong about a lot of things. You, I can explain that. In fact, let me. I, Dude, I really thought it was like, hey, don't. I knew the condescending part was there, and I knew it was a man speaking. Well, a woman came up with the terminology, right? So that's why the condescending part If a there. woman would have come up with it, it would have been way more words. Well, I, I meant that the whole the whole concept is, is that a man is explaining something to a woman from the man's perspective because he doesn't he thinks the woman does, wouldn't understand unless he explains. Are you mansplaining mansplaining yes. to me? But if the woman came up with it it would have been way more. Are you me, ready for this one? Loquacious. Let me ask you this. Who there there's one other person needs to do some splaining. Can I give and, you one more? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no problem. 
Let me mansplain this. Mansplaining. mansplaining is a pejorative term meaning to comment on or explain something to a woman in condescending. It's still the exact yeah, same, same thing. thing. How come I've heard it seven times and still not getting it? Can you mansplain it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I need someone to mansplain what the hell happened. And and you would ask me uh, Friday, hey, are you going to watch the – and I, I won't – I won't go over this forever because I know people won't be that interested in the in the topic at large, which is you asked me if I was going to watch the Pacquiao-Adrian uh, Broner fight. Yeah. And I told you, once again, uh, I didn't think it was going to be very competitive, and I had some other stuff going on my kid's birthday party, so uh, my 14-year-old's birthday party, and I was, he was having some buddies over. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to actually – I'm definitely not going to pay for it. I'm probably going to watch it on my phone, and I didn't know if he wanted to cuddle up on the couch and watch my – you know, have me turn my phone into landscape mode so we could watch it a little you know bit better for free. Don't be silly. But once again, I found a stream, and I watched it for free through Periscope. And so what that is is basically I watched another guy watching the fight and holding his phone up to the screen. Yeah. Uh, so, but I didn't yeah. pay, and I'm glad I didn't because it was a, in my opinion, a 12-round ass whipping and, and, and complete boxing school for but Broner did he really Pacquiao. hurt Broner? no Broner no, didn't no, no, look no no banged up no, no that was it, my only point of contention but, but a lot of times when you see like these these when you you get like athletes that fight at that level who don't have like uh it's like a defensive fight more you know no nobody's really like throwing any kind of like uh and Pacquiao's known historically for knocking people out but but it's like Mayweather if you just run the whole time it's hard to really damage you yeah but these guys are both like, you know, it's it's more of like a boxing thing than a fight. So yeah, they're actually yeah. boxing. It's defensive fighting. Trying to score points. Right. And, and that's what it is. Like Olympic boxing or, you know, where, where guys are in there trying to score points. With that being said, uh, nobody in the world. This was the one time where, like, nobody in the world would have said that Broner won. It's It was just a physical impossibility. And, in fact, uh, he gets interviewed after the fight. And he's he's arguing with the interviewer. And he's like, uh, I won this fight. And the interviewer's like, dude, you threw less than eight punches per round. Right, right. So mathematically, CompuBox wise, like Manny threw eighty and landed seventy nine. You threw eight and landed four. Each well, round. at one point, Jim Gray said statistically, you threw less than eight punches around. For it was either for a stretch, for a stretch of a right. few rounds, or right. the whole thing. But like in three minutes, that means you threw. Hold on. Public school went to Morton. I graduated in basic math one, two, less than three punches, you know, per minute. Right. Which is. Oh, for sure. Ex- dude, three punches a minute is pretty, pretty, pretty low. And so basically he it's was. about as low as you can get without people going like, um, no, thank you. Just stop fighting. Now. <laughs> he was he was on his heels the whole time and basically a trying not to get knocked out by a guy who knocks people out and survive. But he wasn't he definitely wasn't doing anything offensive. So let's get that out of the way. The reason I brought that up is because I said this to you. I was talking about the fight. I told you the next day I saw it, and I told you this. And you <sighs> said to me love it. once again, love it. go ahead. Your take on it was basically just like, here we are again in, in, in society in 2019 where no one, everyone convinces themselves that they're right mm-hmm. and can't be convinced that they're wrong. They convince themselves that they're great. They convince themselves that they won, and they basically will deny the facts. They will call out the haters, yeah, and they will do everything in their power except for accept. Dave, allow me to accept the truth. Listeners. Okay, allow you me to that. allow me to in a condescending tone. Okay. Allow me to say what you. I mean, man, no, I'm just kidding. You gentile explain that. Don't you? <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> gentile explain. Um, 
No, I'm just kidding about you explaining it just fine. But the point the point is, everybody goes to Trump because he is like the largest example of it and the one that gets the most airtime. But it's not just him, although it is him too. We don't know. We all don't know Adrian Broner, but we all know Trump. So that's the, yeah. that's the easiest. Yeah. But we're now, uh, what I was telling you is it's just another example of like just your truth. Mm-hmm. Speak your truth. It, there are no facts anymore. They're just, I don't think so. I just disagree. I had I got into an argument with somebody today, and they did this to me today. They were just basically like, uh, I was saying, I was laying out a couple facts. Here's what happened. X Y Z happened. They're like, what are you talking about? No, it didn't. Like, like you don't agree on facts. It reminds me of remember Monty Python and the Holy Grail when he's the guy's like, none shall pass, and he fights <laughs> the Black Knight. He cuts off the guy's arm. And he's like, let me pass. Your arm's off. I just chopped it off. And he's like, no, it isn't. And there's blood spurting from it. It's clearly it, his arm's chopped it's, off. And then yeah. he chops the other one off and he kicks him. And he's like, you Nearly got a flesh wound. Yeah, it is but a scratch. <laughs> he's going like, no, my arms aren't gone. And he's like, clearly, your arms are gone. Nope. No, they're not. And, and the Broner interview was just another example. Everyone's booing. And he's just yelling at the crowd going, you guys all know I won that fight. You know I won that and, and then Jim Gray said, no, you threw less than eight punches around. Or about eight punches around, and, and he's, he's like, like, "That's what you think." Well, it's he, like right nope, away, he's like, "Well, apparently, we, we know which side you're on. We know how you, how you feel about it." And yeah, it's like, well, I, I mean, my job is to be objective, and objectively, I'm looking at the CompuBox numbers, just specifically the math. There are no. <laughs> it's like facts versus opinions. I don't even care if you. There if, are no facts anymore. If the three punches you landed out of eight, you if you landed three out of eight, and they were the best, most like earth shattering punches. It still doesn't change the fact that you only threw eight and you got hit by 79 every round. <laughs> right, right. It matters not, unless you knock the guy out, right? That's, but it's like him going, you threw eight punches around. Oh, you didn't want me to win. It's like, this is not what this is about. Right. The judges were against me from minute one. They they already knew that, you know, they, they already, that's the, the scorecards were already filled he out. That's great. It sounds like you were against me. It's like, I just, it sounds like eight punches around. No, you didn't want me to win. And then this guy who's an old man, Hall of Famer, he goes... You are three, three, and one in your last seven fights. Um, like, where do you? What go? does that mean for you? Where do you go from here? And instead of going like, "Hey, I got some work to do," or saying whatever, he just goes, "I'd be seven and zero against you." An old man, right? He's like, "I'd be seven and zero against you right now." And the guy goes, "Well, that wouldn't mean a lot." And he's like, "Yeah, hell yeah!" And just puts his gloves up. Well, and here's another thing though. Like, so years ago, I don't remember which fight it was, but uh, there was a Mayweather fight where after. Um, Harold Letterman was in the ring doing this interview after, and Mayweather did the same thing to him. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, like, what do you know? You're just yeah. an old crappy yeah, old and he's man. Like, and he's basically like, you know, and, and then Harold Letterman turned to him and he said, I'll tell you what, if I was younger, I'd knock you. But he yeah. was like, you know, he was half yeah. kidding around. But it's just funny how, so beyond the boxing match, this is just representative of where we're at. It's because it's you. It's everywhere. So everybody that's listening, close your eyes and think about a conversation that guaranteed that you had. Every day, at least one, whether it be with your kids, your mom, your dad, a coworker, where it's just like you're not looking at the facts. And I'm not talking about a debate. It's, there's no debate. It's like Dragnet when he goes, just the facts, man. Like, just give me the facts. Yeah, this, this like, isn't... okay, Kanye puts out a new album, and it's like, hey, this album is g- garbage. And, like, whether you think so or not, it's just like, to him, this is the best album I've ever... It's well, the best album the world's let, ever heard. Let me heard. take it a step further. Instead of it just being, like, somebody saying it's garbage, saying, okay domestically this album sold 10 copies your last album went quadruple platinum so this album is not a success this album is a failure 
No, commercially, it's the best, it's the best album I ever put out. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel that you 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 really love the material and and you put your heart and soul into it. Yeah, but but the the public at large doesn't agree with you. The people they, didn't receive it the yeah. way they normally do. Oh, uh, that's just not true. Yeah, they, everyone well, loves it. They're stupid. All of them are idiots. They don't know about music. It's <laughs> like, but, but they're out there buying music from other people. They just chose not to buy yours because it wasn't. They didn't like it. It wasn't as good as you know what they'd seen in the past. Well, everything now, it's just all opinion. It's like the f- stupid thing. We don't have to get deep knee deep in it. But the thing with the the guy banging his drum and the dumb kid with his hat. You watch a couple of videos, a couple of different angles. There's a couple of different takes on it, but everyone's like, "I'm gonna watch the video I like that agrees with my side." And then just go facts. And you go, but it's not facts, though. Because there's, like, a lot going on. And, and by the way, even what you saw in the video, like, who knows? Like, the context is so hard. It's like, no, no, no. I need to find the one that agrees with me and then go shame on everybody well, else. How about, Dude, I'm getting to further. the point where we, we, do a pod- we do a podcast for an hour a week where I do nothing but give opinions. But then when this political shit comes out, I just go, I'm just so tired of opinions. And it's hard because that's all I do is yeah, give mine. But the thing is, those aren't opinions. Those people are stating what they, what they are representing as facts. So they're not opinions. If somebody facts. said That's to what the you, kids say. Facts. if somebody said to you, "I saw that video and I didn't like the look on that kid's face," and in my opinion, he was disrespectful from the video I saw, from the clip I saw, from the portion I saw. Yeah, he seemed very disrespectful. And just because the, the guy was an elder, regardless of if that guy was a different race or whatever else was happening. Yeah. The fact that he could stand that close to him and make a stupid face, in, it, it seemed very disrespectful to me. That's an opinion. That's but to an say, opinion. But to say... But, but it's not to people that just go, that's a fact. But to watch that same video and go, no, he did it because this, was, well, this is what was in his heart. And we've seen this, this school before is known for hating Indian people or right. Native Americans. So this is the same as that because before this happened ten years ago when these kids were you know babies and you know or so how about same. how about this the kids standing there grinning is aggressive fact right. is that a fact or not? Well, I mean, he's I standing there with a grin. Is it? I mean, I would I mean, pro- no other context. Just is every people go like he's he's. That's he's he's being aggressive. I'm like I'm not saying the kid's not a douche, and I honestly at this point I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't either. I hope the kid gets hit in the head with the drum <laughs> and then puts his hat over the Indian guy's head. I just don't care. Right, all of it. I just don't but, care. But, the, but like, but to go like his face was aggressive. I don't like his face, and if it's like, I don't know, man. It's all it's all it's it's like hearing Chinese telephone and then going facts. You know that dude I watch on YouTube. Um, no Life Shack yes. or whatever, the guy that does reviews yeah. of Eminem videos. Did he review this? No, he oh. should though. He should though. What's what's what I love about that guy is I don't I don't think he I don't believe it, but he'll hear an Eminem line and he'll go, Facts. That's facts. That was like he says facts. He's just wh- saying I believe in that. It's, that like it's to me slang, that resonates. It's his slang term for I like that. Right, right. And so I was at a bowling alley the other night and I heard kids saying that. They were talking about sports, and they're like, "Dude, Tom Brady. I mean, look, look at, look at how good he's been." They're like, "Facts," and I'm like, "But you, no, no. I mean, yeah, he is good, but like, the, what you? That wasn't a fact. You said right. I like Tom Brady a lot. Facts. Yeah, that's where. Uh, so uh, the term facts is now, uh, yeah. just doesn't mean facts anymore. Yes. Uh, so it's part of the zeitgeist. Like and it that. sucks we, because... We've changed the language to yes. the language itself is confusing. Yeah. Because imagine you're. Uh, 
one of these um, dreamers or any kind of uh, immigrant person that's trying to become a naturalized citizen and the people are trying to explain our language to you and they're like, so now, now you bring these new terms where facts don't mean facts, but they actually just mean opinions. They're like, let so me explain like, facts for you. Hashtag opinion. That's actually, that actually means it's a fact. Right. You see what we're doing here? You know, Maybe so, if you start going like, I don't know, that means, well, true facts. Regardless. Uh, I, regardless. I, I, I look at the, the, the guy banging the drum, the Native American guy, also is, to me, could be just as aggressive because it's like, if you're a grown man, stop banging the goddamn drum. Just stop banging the drum. Walk away and, and live to fight another day. But I mean, listen, what, just, why can't we just throw the douchebag blanket over everybody? And yeah, just go, no, look, I, 100%. Everyone here could have behaved differently. Should they have? Yeah. Could they have? Probably. But by the way, um, you've heard, I've said this before a million times, let's, just, let's do a complete moratorium on rallies. Period. Let's just do away with them because nothing rallying. is being accomplished. Unless somebody wins a Stanley Cup and they want to drink a lot of beer. Well, that's not, that's not really a rally, right? Well, I guess it's a rally. I'm talking about politically political, politically charged rallies. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice if we just put a moratorium on those. I just, I always go like, listen, you know WWJD, that's how I live my life. What would Jocko do? I go, what would Jocko do? And yeah, Jocko could literally eat both those people. And I feel like Jocko in that crowd, since he's such a good leader, would go like, "We don't need this. I'm out of here." Well, don't you remember? The, like he wouldn't. He could kill them, but he wouldn't. When we found out that, well, what was told everybody was that like Soros had all those people come to Chicago and like fake protest. Um, and there was a there was a, a video or picture of a black teenager staring directly into a police officer's face, smiling the exact same way this kid is smiling at the Native American mm. person. Do you remember the picture? I don't remember specifically, but I know that happened. And he's like, lot. he's just staring at this, like nose to nose with this police officer, like where you're smelling each other's breath that close. And yeah. he's got this like, what I guess would be antagonistic, aggressive face. And, and yeah. then it was like, hey, this guy, that's basically his protest. And it's okay to do because he's speaking out against, you know, the, the, um, Whatever, uh, the systemic racism yeah, in law enforcement—that sure. was okay. Yeah, and it is. But but this guy, it's not. Okay. But okay and douchey's not the Here, same thing. Here's my thing. That's my deal. Here's my thing. Let's do away with all of it. You oh, see like one group too. coming toward another group, you'd be like, unless you guys are football hooligans, we're we're moving you down the line. Like, yeah, you know, if you want to beat each other with two by fours over a, this, uh, we always a, hear the same shit. A they foosball a, game. They always have the same shit. They have a right to. They have. A, yeah, they all have rights to. We don't. We all got a shitload of rights. I know. But it's like, it right doesn't do mean you're not care. douchey. Like, yeah, well, yeah, I have a right to do a lot of things. I, I think the kid's face was douchey. I think his hat was douchey. <laughs> I think banging a drum right in someone's face is also douchey. I think seeing a group of wild kids that are douchey and then playing your douchey drum <laughs> next <laughs> to them is, it's, I think, I don't want to say douchey anymore. It just sounds yeah, yeah, uncouth. But like. He only had one less drum piece than a violent femme. So here's I the thing. Know. I just, it's fine. It's all like. It doesn't move. Look, the Klein Avenue bridge is still broken. All right? I still can't get to Chicago on Klein Avenue. I sort of got him trying not to get political. I just get so, uh, I get baited, man. I go, I go, don't. Don't You're do triggered? It. Don't do it. Mm. I get lured. I take the bait. You know what I mean? Not triggered. I just, I go, every once in a while, I go, well, that looked kind of weird. And I'll offer my opinion. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm five hours into a debate that I really... Well I just want to make a dick joke and end it all. Like but, once I'm like four threads in, but I go, ugh, we're we, in too deep already. We come here and we do the podcast and we give our opinions because 
our opinions are, are supposed to be taken as lighthearted and, you know, we're characters of ourselves and it's, it's, it's in good fun. Yeah. We're not expecting anybody to walk away and be like, I'm a Dave person because I, he's hard and fast on this or, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, if you are, if you, you learn anything political you've come from to the this wrong, show, yeah, you've you come to the wrong place. But I think we've both now come to the conclusion that, um, all this, all this stupid, you know, he said, she said, this side put up a video, that side put up a video. They're both They're the worst. It's, it's just stupid. They're Who cares about worst. any of it? I'm hoping you'll finally come over to my side and just turn a blind eye to all of it and worry about your own backyard, and that's it. I'm like, trying I get... to. I tried to go to your side this week. Yeah. By go to your side, I mean go see RD. Oh, okay. I tried to see your barber, admire, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't have an appointment. I wanted to get a little closer on the sides. The Jay's it... Barber Shop at the Highland Meyer. Correct. Thank you. In my never-ending quest to look like Ryan Reynolds, even though I don't look like Ryan Reynolds, I said I got to get my hair cropped a little closer on the sides because he has it closer in Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I'm never going to look like that dude, but I'll get the haircut, right? Sort of. You so, realize in Deadpool he was like burned. He, he, he's a burn victim, right? Uh, you could yeah, get, I'm I could talking give, about I could like, give you that look right now if you really want it. Can you? Without Facts, bro. Facts. But no, I mean- Listen. So what happened? You went there? I want to look like Ryan Reynolds so bad, so it's just not going to happen. But I'll get the haircut. Not the burnt one. Like when he does the red carpet for Deadpool. Mm, that's what gotcha. I'm talking about, right? <laughs> As Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so I want it shorter on the sides, um, which I need, I always... My wife has cut my hair forever, but she doesn't do like barber stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to a barber this time. And I was uh, having a really bad day. So I went into Myers and I said, you know what? Uh, the best way to turn your day around, if you're in a bad mood, here's a life hack. If you're in a bad mood, facts. Do something nice for someone else. Cheer someone else up, and that will cheer you up. Well, I didn't feel like doing that. So what I felt like doing was going to a, a barber shop. With, treat treat I, yourself. I wanted to go somewhere with black barbers. Mm-hmm. That's what I really wanted. I've been saying it for years. That's what I really wanted. This not is something that I've, black, I've but never- not, not white. Uh, Yeah, right. I don't want to go to a white barbershop. I want to go to a different one because mm. I legitimately never have, unless you count that place in Griffith, but there's it's all over the map, so it's fine, which yeah. is also blended is good. I don't want blended. I wanted to go to the other side. I wanted to go to like coming to America. I wanted people yeah, going that's, like- that's how it gets. Sometimes. I wanted velour sweatsuits right. and like, like going, ah, ah, that's what I wanted. So I go in there. I don't know if it was RD or not, but I like to think it was. <laughs> I didn't get his name, but I, he was like, hey man, you got an appointment? I said, nah, I don't have an appointment. I was just going to come in and I was going to buy some tater tots at Myers. I hope you can cut my hair too. He goes, uh, well, man, it's going to be like two hours. I got two people come in and then after that or whatever. And I was like, I can't shop at Myers that long. My heart was broke. And I was like, dang it. I don't know another mm. urban. I don't say urban. It doesn't be urban. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, need, I need another non-white barbershop to go to so I find one. So I'm driving around the region looking for a non-white barbershop, which, by the way, send me your recommendations. And so help me God if you send me an old white dude. Uh, so here's what I did. I don't know where to go, and I don't want to go somewhere. But the other thing is I don't want to go somewhere they're going to take 40 minutes on my hair. Well, here's the thing. I'll just give you his cell phone number, and you call him and make an appointment over his cell phone and just show up. You know what I mean? Like at an appointment. Is that how that works? I'm not yet. on that level yet. Me and RD aren't cool. I'll give it to you. I was trying to say, out. hey, Dave sent me? Yeah. Really? I'll just send him a text saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give your number to this dude and he's going to call you about a haircut. It's that easy. What if I just send him a picture of my unkept hair and it'll just be like, hey, bro, Dave said you could clean this up for me. How about I take a picture with you where we're like standing <laughs> next to one another and yeah. I circle you 
And I go, this guy will be coming in for a haircut. Take a picture of Ryan Reynolds yeah. and send it to him and say, this guy wants his haircut. Like this guy. And then say he <laughs> wants it to look like and then send him a picture <laughs> right. of me. Right. So I uh, will do that because I want to go to RD eventually. But I didn't want to go to a place because last time I went to a fancy like barbershop, barbershop, they took so long doing these nip tucks. And let me get to back these fades. They, a lot of guys care about those little details, yeah. their fades. I'm not one of them. And so I remember like 30 minutes in going, dude. How good do you think I'm ever gonna look? Like I can't. It's out. not about you. It's about them. But well, I don't. You're want one, it's it to like be a tattoo that. artist. You like he doesn't want you to walk out with a piece of his own art that's not the best quality because yeah. you you want people to, uh, they're they're they want people to see you and go, dude, who cut your hair? Have you ever seen a man's haircut and been like, wow? I there's no other place to get that, that guy done. from Kid and Play. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good so. point. That's a really good point. So I will do that, but I don't know what to do. So what do I do? I go back to the same familiar place always. I drive around until I went to Griffith and I found an old time barber shop. It had like the pole with the red and blue, mm-hmm. you know, swirlies. So I go, all right, I'm just going to go in here. And it was, and I didn't realize that I needed to go to a non white barber shop mm-hmm. until I went to this place and this did it for me. Now they were nice, they were fine, but I walk in. Here's here's what I wanted. I wanted blaring music and or TV. I wanted people cackling loudly. I wanted people smoking all kinds of different stuff and drinking all kinds of different stuff, preferably out of brown That's paper gonna bags. That's going to happen in the Meyer grocery store, but well, it will. <laughs> you ever drink in there? No. Okay. It's a grocery Not store. Yet. Well, they sell booze there, like right there. Yeah, I don't know that you could bring it to the barbershop and pop it well, open. Before me and RD business. get down, I have to text them and be like, dude, can I get... Maybe in the parking lot. I get fucked up while you cut my hair. So I what I wanted was raucous laughter. I wanted it to be like LeBron James has this HBO show where like him and Drake and some other cool people like hang out in the barbershop. And they're like, hey, man, let's talk about like politics and systemic racism. And then they all do that while they get lined up. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. It can happen. That's what I wanted. Yeah. What I got was I walked in, dead silence. Dude, nary a sound. Like, not a sound. There was, there was two chairs. Uh, first of all, the overwhelming smell of barbicide, mm-hmm. whatever. Which I know old-time places are supposed to have that old-time smell. But it's like, I don't know if they're supposed but it's like, to. I think they just do. But, dude, it's so, it's so much. Because no other customers are there putting smells in the place. It's just the smell of the place. It's just the same two dudes. It's yeah, it's like, like when that. you go into it, you're the first guy in the bar after it's been, you know, when you, when you still like stale cigarettes and you know what I mean? It's like that it's same, sadness. the bar doesn't change, the smell of the bar doesn't change until people occupy it. So this That's is, true. this is directly representative of the fact that no one shows up to get their hair cut by Jilly from Philly. It's over. <laughs> so I wanted LeBron James and co. What I got was Andy Griffith without right. without the amicable nature of it all. So it's dead quiet. One other guy's getting his hair cut. The barber that's cutting his hair, of course, it's an older dude with like the feathered. Mm-hmm. It's feathered, which is like, I saw feathered hair and I go, fuck, I'm you screwed. Just... <laughs> I almost got up and I was like, this is not going to Um, The barber's not saying a word. The guy getting his hair cut's not saying a word. Both white people. So again, I'm like, no, but I, I've already walked in. I can't turn around and go like, what if I would have just walked in and been like, oh, this is too white for me. Well, and just you, left. Well, you just pick up your phone and act like you just got a quick phone call and you give them the one finger. I'll be right back. And then you never come back. Dude, I'll be the problem right is, is back. there, 
you look you know at at a barber shop a legit barber shop they have pictures of all different kind of hairstyles and you could get a z cut in your head or you could get a mm. you, know, you could get the malcolm x thing cut in your head or that, a nike no. swoosh but at the i'd at like the, a nike at, swoosh at the old school barber shop it's a one or a two you either get a buzz cut or you get the young republican they don't offer any yeah. other haircuts what about feathered if you I mean, that's a young Republican. That's the, that's oh, the, okay. well, that's the Michael Dukakis special. The Alex P. Keaton. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. The that, Michael P. Keaton Dukakis. That's making a lot of sense. So I was like, I, I I'm already locked in. And by the way, the guy that cut my hair was a delight. He's a nice guy. But but I he's a good guy. He's a great guy. So I sit down, and uh, he's like, "What do you need?" And I explain the situation. A haircut. I yeah. He said, what do you need? And I said, I'll have a turkey sandwich on rye. <laughs> so I sit down and I told him, I said, don't even mess with the top. I don't need any of it. And I was like, first of all, I said, do you know who Ryan Reynolds is? And he goes, no. And so I f- started getting all Ronald sh- Reagan? Who? <laughs> so I started going through all these shirtless pictures of Ryan Reynolds where it didn't even show his face. Right. And I was like, I just want to show you this hot dude. Anyways, cut my hair, please. So I put my phone away. No, I, I was like, dude, just go closer on the sides. He, now, I like this about him. He didn't say what number. A lot of times right. they go, do you want a one or two? Because I don't know. Right. No idea. He knows you don't know. I just <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know. I didn't know. I said just clean up the sides. And, and like, again, he only knows one to two haircuts, so he there's not many options for him. It's almost like when you like go to like some cool niche little place in the city, and it's like you go there for the burritos. Yeah. Don't don't go like a burger. They don't offer them. Or where they cut your hair with a machete or like a uh, a blowtorch or <laughs> that'd be cool too. <laughs> we have a far different smell in that place. So this this guy, he, I said, just clean up the sides. He starts to clean up the sides. He's not talking. I'm not talking. Guy next to me is not talking. His barber's not talking. Guy looks at the TV, pushes a button. Now we're listening to like I don't know the View, the Chew, Rachel Ray, some shit like that. And I'm just like, dude, this is. And I just, I was so angry that I wasn't in a non-white barber shop at that moment. I said, this isn't about the haircut, not anymore, not for me. This is like going to float sixty. Like, this is for my mental. Oh, for for sure. This is for my mental. And you guys are just reaffirming what I already knew. So he gave me a decent haircut, and he's like, how's that look? And the other thing where they hold the mirror up, mm-hmm. and I don't even look in the mirror. I go, it looks great. Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah, right. Fix it. And make glue it, it back on my head. Uh, I don't like it square. I like it rounded. I don't know. What do, you, what do you want me to spend five more minutes in here? That's not happening. I need to leave. Yeah, but then here's the thing. They do all that stuff to your hair, and then they, like, you don't rinse it or anything. It's not like a hair all over me. Well, I the, tried to put some product in my hair, and I and and I got it stuck. I look like my hands are like a werewolf. They also like smack you in the side of the head with baby powder, like uh, you know, in the movies where they go makeup and they, pff, like mm. the old school barber, like he'll take a rag and like literally <laughs> rat tail you in the back of the head with it. So I know I have a friend like this. Do you? Or I'm curious if the listeners have a friend. And one of the, you know, like you got a friend that's old school. Like you know, this dude is probably in Cub Scouts. You know, his dad was probably a little bit older when he had him. Mm-hmm. This dude still smells like the Aqua Velva. Like, you know, like a younger dude smells like what a younger dude Axe body spray. Yeah, or something like nice. But then there's always that guy that's super old school. That's yeah. like I, I've been getting a flat top. I've been getting a flat top my whole life, smells and that like dude high smells. Karate. <laughs> that dude smells like those barber shops because. That is a dying breed of of people that go like this is still a good thing. Right. I want this same haircut. I want to smell like this because I want to smell like a. a but man. again, those people go to those barber shops for the ambiance, for the conversation. You just don't want to be in those conversations anymore. Nobody you, was talking at all. You have to strike up the conversation because a lot of time, like so, at the barber shop that I go to, you could get involved in crosstalk, 
and these guys may be talking about movies, video games, sports, whatever it is, but you like me, I'm like, I want to, I want to control this conversation. Sure. Let's start talking about this. And so I've been going to get my haircut by the same guy for, I don't know, six or seven I years. I ask him to braid my hair and all I bring up conversation. So then I just start, I immediately get in there and he just is like, okay, you know, what do you want done? And I go the same thing I've always had you do. And, uh, then he goes, what's that again? And then I explain it to him, uh, which is a zero fade and a hard part and uh, leave the top just long enough to comb over. But um, I gotta write that down. Right after that, I go into my topic. I go right into my topic, and so you then, bring it up, right? And as I feel the topic is petering out, bam, I'm up with another. You one. got your next one. So I go you in there with a book? couple. No, I don't bring my notebook, but <laughs> I do go in there and try some stuff out. If I know that that material I've worked on all week and oh, tried on other people, I do that so often. Yeah, so I like I, I, I go podcast. with my a, I go with my A stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little creative because it's a multicultural audience. I think and the standups see, call that you're just working out. Yeah, I just see how it's going to work in a multicultural audience I because see. most time I spend I spend my time around. Well, let uh, me let me tell you what works in white barbershops. Like that one is, and by the way, they were, I would only go. By the way, they light. were delights. They were. By the time I left, we made some conversation. I got around to the point, but that's not the funny part. What were you saying? The only time I have a white person cut my hair is if it's a female, and you go to like these, you know, hair, the chop shop ones that are all over yeah, the place. Sports clips. And there's all yeah, just giant boobs pressed up against your head. Other than that, there's no reason to go to those places. Well, sometimes just like normal size or even small boobs pressed against your head. I don't have those. I I, I pick like like a, like you know when <laughs> someone goes when like they, when they bring them all the door rings and then like ten of them come out and you're like I'll have that. Can I have two? You're like, like I have you're one picking cut like one side of my head and one cut the other side of my head and then smash my head in between. <laughs> so what do you do if she walks up and she's like, "I'm Pam. I'll be taking care of you today." And you go, "I don't think so." Yeah. No. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna, like, I'm her gonna to cut my hair. Pam, did you say Pam? I'm gonna p- p- pass on you, but I will. <laughs> I will. You know, Pam. What's her, her name? Yeah, the one her? who's walking. Funny. She's like, that's the janitor. I'm like, I'm good with that. I would like her to. <laughs> she's very. She yeah. actually works at JJ Fish next door. <laughs> right. Can she come my hair? <laughs> Can she do? Okay. So when you're in the white barber shop. Here's what you talk about. And I'm just letting you guys like, oh, you know, for our non-white listeners who would like to stray to our side because I've made it sound so much fun, like such a good time. You have to bring up, boy, people just don't have any respect anymore. You also have to bring up like, uh, boy, times have changed. Like nobody like, boy, it's got to be hard to be a cop nowadays, huh? Like these are the topics that work in those barbers. These guys get so irritated when there's like walk-in people who get like... People will walk in and uh, demand, like, think they're going to get, they're like, hey, they'll just, like, start, like, talking to the, all the barbers at one time. Hey, uh, can one of you guys get me? Who Can somebody hook me up? And they're like, everyone's looking around like, you know, that's hmm. not how it works. You write your name down. On, and so the minute that guy walks away, everyone's like, psh, psh, rolling their eyes. And it's like, <laughs> we're going to now... Who does this guy? We're going to go is? after that guy for the next fifteen minutes, and every it's it's just the minute he's out the door, everyone in the barbershop's like, "What an asshole!" You is know? this in the ethnic one or the white one? No, the ethnic. I don't go to a white one. All right. Well, hey, are we going to do this roller skating thing or what? Y- well, again, man. I mean, it seems we got an overwhelming response. Seem people seem to want to. We, we did. Uh, so we just need to figure out when it best. I, I need to make sure that I don't plan it when you're not available. If so, gifts can <laughs> the, be, if, the biggest thing is I'm off on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, so I just need to coordinate I'll get it with the day you. Off. Yeah, I need to coordinate it with you. And th- this is the thing: this is an event for your kids. So bring How's your that kids. Now? What, what? Bring your kids. 
What, dude? If gifts can be believed, or gifs, if gifts can be believed, people want to get down at this party because well, you don't have. To they don't say kids, yes, I'm, I'm coming. Like, they send a gif of party. Don't uh, this? I wanted to be all inclusive and tell everybody there's a good opportunity for you to be able to come out and hang out and not say like, well, I I, I would have gone, but I have my kids. You want this to be a kid friendly event? Yeah. Okay, so I don't want. How we I don't. To I'm make not going to talk to anybody's kids, machines, and I, I don't care about anybody's kids, and I will probably blast them down on the on the while okay. I'm on roller skating. But what I'm saying is, is, don't don't be afraid to bring your kids. Well, I haven't been a roller skating rink in 20 years, but here's what I know about it: you're supposed to make out with somebody by the arcade. I can't do that if my kids are there. Why? Um, I don't. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, it's weird. Well, no. Work on skating backwards. We'll get to the making out part. I never dancing. learned how to skate, but I know how to make out by You really don't machines. know how to skate at all? No, I can skate. Okay. All right. Well? No. I mean, no. It's going to take me like 30 minutes to get like my sea legs. You well, know what I mean? yeah, and I think the, the, open, was okay. the open skate is, uh, I think it's it's either two or three hours. No, dude, I'm not good, so, but I mean, I hopefully no, whatever. can stay on all, you know. Yeah, well, the most of the time you're probably going to have to, if you do bring your kids, you're going to be worried about... Making sure they're having fun. I want to be so busy making out by the Space Invaders machine. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to have any time. We, we could also, let's hear what people think, because we could also just do, like, go to, let's, we could put our money together and, and rent a, a private party and just have adults. I don't know. No, I like, it's okay if kids are there. Maybe we'll do two. Maybe we'll see how it works out with the kids. But everybody is encouraged to show up and... uh There'll be no FaceTime. It's straight, strictly skating. If you see, if you, if you see us out there, you're not allowed to take talk. Yeah, to us. you can, you can do the old <laughs> salute. But, well, I mean, it's not a meet and greet event. I'm just going to be there, and I'll let you know when. You, I you think know, when we should all happen. take a moment to watch you soar like an eagle. Well, I don't think you can miss it. <laughs> How could you? I could be in a uh, a flat 360, 185, 40 spin, and crashing into people like uh, bowling pins. Can you run a comb through your hair while you do a spin? Yeah, as I mean, long as I make sure that I guess Artie I leaves said, my hair long enough to do that comb. Yeah, I guess I should have said, will you? No. Dang it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get a date because I want to do that. All right. That is So what we'll plan on doing is uh, between now uh, and Maybe the next February? episode, we'll figure out a date and uh, we'll put it out on social media. So uh, again, it's an open skate at the place, so it's not like a private event. There'll be other people there too. but No, but if we can get a group of us together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, that's it. We'll see you next time. Later.